What's up, y'all? Kevin Wagstaff here. I am pumped. We're rolling these podcasts out pretty consistently again. Uh, so thank you for sticking with us and uh, and listening. This week we have Casey Bartley, who is a Spectora OG. He's been around since basically the first summer of Spectora in 2017. He's out of the Johnson City, Kingsport, Tennessee area. And you'll find this out, but he just has an amazing zest uh, for life and energy. Um, when he speaks about just about anything and so he um, is passionate about what he does you can tell he is just a great helpful guy and uh, i always enjoy talking to him whether on or off the record Um, so enjoy and uh, if anyone has questions or guest recommendations i'm especially looking for those and taking those um you know whether you spectora or not i just want to talk to people hear their stories and provide useful info for this industry so um it can be vendors it can be adjacent industries or people even outside of it we can we can really mix it up so again thank you to everybody that listens and sends me notes of encouragement and tells me that you enjoy the podcast that stuff keeps me going and uh you know this is all for you guys so thanks again for listening and uh we'll talk soon but yeah casey thanks for making the time man sorry for changing the date up on you first of all it was an obligation uh with my daughter and so thank you for for doing this on short notice i appreciate you absolutely no problem it's just it, it, it it's it's an honor to do this so it was uh no problem at all and you know what's funny about having you on here is i i almost questioned myself and i was like have we done this already a couple times I feel like we've <laughs> We've spoken and interacted so much throughout the years, uh, or the year, right. two years, I'd say. Uh, three years, three years. Has it been three? It has, it has. I joined, if you remember, I fell off the roof in August of 17. And so I was out of work for eight weeks. And I had currently, prior to that, I had been with three different softwares. I was with um, HIP initially, then went to HomeGage, went to Spectacular. And while all those worked, you guys were really up and coming there in that summer of 17. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, I can't remember how I came across you guys because you were very new then. I think, I, I, I'm guessing, but six months or so? Yeah, six months in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. So, uh, but I just saw then the report and the structure and, and all the capabilities of it. And I said, you know what? What better time? to jump. And so with those eight weeks off, I uh, just transitioned everything over. I remember taking my spectacular template and porting it into Excel and then bringing it over to you guys and then building my template. And uh, it, it, great decision. It worked out. It worked out very well. Yeah. And you're one of the, you're one, everyone's probably already realized this, but you're one of those guys where it's like, I'll never forget our first conversation because there was so much energy and, and you're just the nicest guy. And I was just, I was like, these are the kind of people I love working with. This is what energizes <laughs> me. This is why we do what we do. Um, so thank you for that. But I yes. love how you just casually slipped in when I fell off the roof. Do you want to tell us that story real quick? Oh my goodness. So I'm um I'm 43 years old. I've been in construction for for 23 years and mm-hmm. construction and inspections. Started when I was about 19, 20. Man, I have been on thousands of roofs literally at least at least 2000 so you know it's not so much and any inspectors listening to this knows this and they've had this exact same feeling it is so easy to go up so when you get off the ladder and you walk up the roof surface to the ridge it's so easy every everybody's going to understand this you get up to the ridge and you look back down <laughs> 
and you're like, oh my gosh, how did I get up here? And it's, it grabs your gut and you, it's, a, it's a little bit of fear and you're like, how am I going to get back down? You know, now this, this situation wasn't, wasn't that this was a actual 412, which Kevin is a, is a, it, and very average sloped roof. Right. Um, but what I did is I set my ladder up on the deck. Um, it was dry. It hadn't rained in a few days, but this deck did have a little bit of mildew on it. So when I was coming back off of the roof, I have one foot on the roof surface. I took my left foot and put on the top rung of the ladder. Well, as soon as I lifted the foot that was still on the roof surface, that weight hit that ladder. The bottom of the ladder kicked out or slid out. So when it did so, I fell off backwards. And so I can remember it was slow motion. And anybody, you know, tells you like in a, in a near-death experience, they're like, um, you know, everything's in slow motion. I can remember falling backwards and reaching my hand in front of me, trying to grab the gutter. And I had my wedding ring on and luckily it didn't tear my finger off, but it did slice my finger where the gutter just tore in my hand. Oh. And then I was, I, I was eventually going upside down, falling. Now, granted, I was only at about 13 feet. Um, but when I tried to grab the gutter, you know, I didn't catch it. So I was going upside down and I can remember starting to cry in the air because I was like, this is how I leave my daughters. And, and, and that was, you know, I, I, I didn't want to go like that. At that time, they were probably, let's see, eight and three or eight and four. And I was like, man, no, this ain't how it's supposed to go. And so at the very last minute, God said, had to be God, it just came in my mind and said, throw your arm down. So I threw my arm which would have been above my head, but I'm upside down. So I'm throwing it toward the deck. My arm took the brunt of the fall and changed my trajectory enough to where I didn't land on my head and neck. I landed square on the back of my shoulders. I did go unconscious, I think, um, for, for, you know, maybe a few seconds or whatever. And when I came to, I'd never broken anything in my life. And when I came to, I can just remember looking over at my arm, I guess because of the immediate pain. And I looked over at my arm and I was like, that's what a break feels like. And I was looking at it in my hand. So if you look down your forearm at your hand, you know, that's a straight line. But my hand was like offset to the left. And, and it was like swole. I'm a, I'm a pretty, pretty skinny dude. I'm six foot buck 80. But my, my wrist was like oh. two times its size. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But then I can remember um, just being so thankful that, hey, it's just my arm. And so, <laughs> yes, the ambulances came. It was a crazy situation. They wanted to take me to the hospital. I called my wife. I said, no, my wife can take me, yada, yada, yada. I promise you, and, and there's people that may listen to this that know this. One of them is actually a realtor in this area. I kind of pull, put my arm up like in a sling position. I was holding it against my stomach and the bottom of my chest, against my body walked around for 30 minutes with the client afterwards telling them because I couldn't finish their inspection and I already wow. seen defects and this and that. And I was like, Hey guys, whoever you get out here, I'm sure I'm going to be off for weeks. Whoever you get out here, make sure they look at this and that they look at this and that they look at this. And then my wife the whole time is like, Casey, let's go to the hospital. So eventually, you know, I got in the car and we went to the hospital and all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but to give it a little summary, um, you know, for these, cause everybody listen is going to listen to this, does this every day. Um, be 
careful. That's why I mentioned how many I've been on before. It mm. can happen in the blink of an eye, no matter if you're careful or if you're reckless, whatever. It just, man, it, it happens. So just if you ever get that gut feeling going up the ladder, something don't feel right or what have you, every SOP allows you to state how you inspected the roof covering and, you know, don't take chances for 400, 500 bucks, whatever it may be. It's not, not worth your life. <laughs> and you yes. finished the job. That is a, that's a true <laughs> professional right there. Like finish the job. You step, that's unbelievable. That's such an amazing <laughs> I'm sure there's tons of inspectors just nodding their head like, Oh my gosh. I'm <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's so scary. And that's, that's why I really like to put a little bit of emphasis here. I, I can remember that same year, a guy out of West Virginia died you know, from right. falling off the roof. And, and I believe this year, I think we lost an inspector from New York that fell off of a roof. So it happens. And there's probably so many we don't hear of that aren't on social avenues and what have you. But um, it, it's, it is the biggest danger of our job. Wow. Yeah, I guess when your baseline is, I'm going to die at anything else you're almost <laughs> thankful for, right? When you're just like, oh, it's yes. just broken this. Or broken this. Yes. yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh. Absolutely. Well, uh, well, all right. That's that. This is starting out fun. I like this. Um, but outside of that, what? How long have you been in? In how long have you been doing home inspections? I'm curious. I I want to re remember your backstory. Six years. So, um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and so let's go back once again. I'm 19 years old. I start with my stepfather. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, prior to that, I, I never went to college, man. I always just kind of knew that. I would make it somehow. And I didn't know how that was, but I, I, I just, I've always had that drive and that determination. Hey, I'm going to make it somehow. So when I was 18, I was working in a factory graveyard and I was actually an assembly line supervisor and, you know, mm -hmm. had like seven people on the line and it wasn't bad. I mean, I made back then, I mean, that's, uh, let's see, 95, 96, um, decent money's like 16 bucks an hour at that age. I was like, man, I'm rich. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so I was, I was happy, man. And my stepfather had been in construction for 25, 30 years prior to that. And he saw my work ethic, saw that, Hey, this dude's getting up, you know, um, working all night long. When I, when he's coming home, I'm going to work. I'm going to bring him on as my helper. So I started working for him um, as his helper, uh, contracting with different companies, building decks, doing replacement windows, doing siding installs, doing room additions, you know, just different things. Within three years, I just fell in love with it. I just, take, taking pride in what you do, that is, you know, so lost in our day and time as people that actually care about that finished product instead of that paycheck on Friday, but I cared about what I did. I knew this was going on somebody's house. They had spent hard, you know, their hard earned money paying for this. So um, within three years, I felt that I had learned enough. Um, and I bought my own truck, my own tools, I guess about 22, 23 years old. And I started, I, I left him and I started subcontracting for multiple contractors and companies in the area. I did that um, for years. I actually did extreme home makeover with that, with that Tyler. That was more coming up. I'm about 30 years old, but uh, did extreme home makeover, put in windows on one of their projects. Um, no kidding. And like, yeah, were you on TV? 
No. And so that was my, when, and this was actually through Lowe's and Pella. And, you know, they, they said, hey, we've picked you out of the Southeast region to represent Lowe's and Pella on behalf of, you know, Extreme Home Makeover. You're going to go and do the windows. And so I'm Ooh. driving. I had to drive like six hours north of Nashville to Clarksville, Tennessee. And I was like, whole time I'm driving there, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be me and Ty shoulder to shoulder, you know, putting in, putting in windows. I'm going to be giving him tips. He's going to be giving me tips. No, I, I get there at like 11 o'clock at night. They, you would not believe this operation. I mean, they must have had uh, 200 people working on this home at the same time. So anybody that's been a contractor before kind of knows this, listen to this, they're like, you can't get anything done with another company there. I mean, so if like, if there's a plumber working and an HVAC guy is doing the job at the same time, you guys are going to be bumping into each other. It's going to be aggravating, frustrating. They had this so well orchestrated. They were doing siding, plumbing, electrical, roofing all at once. There were so many supervisors. It was just so well organized, but no, Ty, you know, like I said, I expected to see him. Um, so we're out in this clay mud in the middle of the night with all these big stadium lights almost shooting down at the house because they just work on this thing 24 hours a day and that's how they do it so quick. So I was like, you know, it totally was not what I was thinking. And so I was like, where's, where's Ty? And about 200 yards away, you could see this $500,000 RV bus, you know, and they're like, oh, Ty's sleeping. He'll be up about nine. He comes in and kind of, you know, grabs some wood and does this and does that. But no, he's not, you know, so it, it uh, looking at it from the other side, it's, it's, it's a lot different than I expected. Um, but to keep on, I did, I did that. Um, so 32, I got my contractor's license and I started a remodeling company. And this is going to tie into where we're going to go in the future of this conversation. But I had an installation crew and up to two installation crews and I had an office manager and I had a salesman and we had a, a brick and mortar location. And, and, you know, I was a, a dealer for a company called thermal industries and they sell sunrooms and siding and windows. It was the, and I did that for five years, the most stressful five years of my life because I was no longer doing the work I was hiring other people to do it. And we, we go back into that pride thing. Not everybody's going to take the same pride that you do into something. And when it was my name, I expected the best and I paid the best in the area, but I still never got um, that end product from installers that I was looking for, as well as I worried about the livelihood of the office manager, if we had a slow week, you know, now the office manager was on um, salary 1040, but now everybody else is on, you know, um, uh, W9s. Um, uh, W2. It escaped. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. W2s. And um, so it didn't worry me as much, but not being able to, uh, you know, if on a slow week, give them the income that I felt that they deserved. That alone would stress me. So I lost the company and lost everything. And I can't believe I'm saying this nationally, um, but I will. I'm, I'm an open book for anybody. 
I went bankrupt um, when I was 36 and a half years old. And going into that, I looked at it as if I'm going to fail, what better time to do it than in my early 30s? And I failed. And it was a great learning experience. You know, I, I don't know if it's Confucius or, or whoever it is, and I'm not great on quotes, but it's not that you fall. It's that you get up, you know, and, and, and that's it. And that's what I did with home inspections is I got up um, it, it, between losing that company and starting the home inspection company. I um, bounced around a few jobs. I was a salesman for a company named Window World, which I made good money, mm-hmm. but I had a boss. I had a boss, had a boss for the first time in 17 years. And that alone, you know, was very difficult. So, you know, I was just unhappy. And one day I was driving home, um, just, just unhappy professionally. And I prayed and I said, God, um, please help me, you know, find a way where I can provide a good living for my family and it just be me. And I don't have to rely on anyone else or have anybody work for me. And home inspection popped in my mind. I'd never thought of home inspections. Um, uh, We've owned our home since we were about 25 years old. So Mm -hmm. at that time, that's like 12 years. We didn't have a home inspection. We were never told of it. It was a new construction, but we didn't have a home inspection. So I'd never really heard of it, but it popped in my mind. And so I thought, you know, I got home and I thought, hey, my sister just bought a house. So I called her up and I said, Carrie, um, you just had, uh, you know, purchased a home. Did you have home inspection? Yes, let me send you the report, KC, our dishwasher's leaking, yada, yada, yada. And, and, and so not, not in a bad way because that could have happened after the inspection. You know, I'm not throwing inspectors under the bus. But said, you know, our dishwasher's leaking. Well, do you mind to send me the report? She sent me the report. It was about 15 pages, had about five photos. And for everything in there, it was just like a one sentence. If it was even a complete sentence, um, open ground noted. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. You know, and I was like, oh my gosh, I can do better than this. I can right. give people more information. And long story short, um, I took, uh, well, it's definitely not short, but, but long story ending. Um, I right then joined Nachi, knocked out here in the state of Tennessee. We have to have 90 hours of coursework, knocked out those 90 hours within about a month and a half, was licensed. And, um, haven't looked back since. Um, and that's been six years ago, next month. So about five years, 11 months ago. Wow. Wow. Yes. For one, yes. thank you. Thank you for sharing that story. And two, I think I, I love, I love talking about those times because I think it humanizes us and everyone has those times where they fall down or they fail. And that's more real to me because I, I never wanted this podcast to just be, oh yeah, everyone on here is a raging success. They rolled out of bed and they started making a hundred thousand dollars a year. No, right. you know, no dips, nothing wrong. It happened ever. So no, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Getting, getting there, getting there. It's work and it's experience and it's, it's, it's not going to be easy, but if you persevere and, and are determined you, you will make it. Um, but you've got to find what you're lacking in or what you've got to be real with yourself and whatever you're lacking in or whatever, 
the, that's what you need to improve. If that's communication, if that's your technical knowledge, if it's marketing, if, no matter what it is, you have to put your time towards improving that if you're truly going to make it. And anybody can do that. It's, it's nothing other than work ethic and man hours. You know, anybody can do it. Yeah. Yes. And I want to go back to, to the, to your first couple months as a, an inspector in a second, but it's yes. worth highlighting that you're, you're one of the most efficient inspectors I've seen because you, you're, you're a single man operation, right? And you're doing hundreds. That's of, right. You're doing hundreds of inspections per year in the last couple of years. Yes. 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 <laughs> so, yes. Speak to me yes. a little bit about what that part is like. Cause we're, we'll talk about what, what it's like today being a single man. Shop, sure. Running very, sure. Cause you do deep. 20 to 30 a month, at least 20, 20 to 40. Um, I did, I did average 30 to 40 a month and I got burned out. Um, but let's, I'll tell you what, if you don't care, and this is what's going to be valuable to the new guys is, is how I started out. Yeah. Um, once I got licensed and I knew right away, I mean, if you are a company and you are representing, you know, most, most guys coming in are sole proprietors. If they don't join a multi-inspector firm, they're going to be a, a DBA, a sole proprietor, uh, LLC. They're going out there and, and Hey, they want the business to come to them. Um, I, I feel like I've got good answers. There's, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but number one, number one is you better look professional. You better look like, the best company in your town if you want your phone to ring. And that is done through marketing and your online presence. Your business cards better sing. They better jump out at you because you are handing these things out left and right. I hear the death of the business card, just like Yellow Pages. Yellow Pages is truly dead. The business card is not. Um, it, it kind of represents you. So you want excellent marketing materials, physical marketing materials, whether that's a trifold brochure, whether that's your business card or what have you. But more important nowadays is your social presence across all fields. And that's, I mean, that is number one and will always be is your website. Your website better be responsive, meaning if they open this up on a cell phone or a computer, it's going to render to them correctly. It's not going to be jumping around. You don't have to zoom in. You don't have to zoom out and be professionally done with great graphics and what have you. If it looks like a 2007 website with a bunch of text and your picture in the top left corner, nobody's going to read through that. I always call it the wall of text. Nobody's going to read through that wall of text. You need your H1s and, and, and I don't want to jump into all this technical stuff for people that don't do websites, but your H1 tag needs to be, which H1 tag is going to be your most dominant title at the top of each web page. It needs to incorporate your location, that you're a home inspector and in doing so in a way that grabs people. Um, I strive to be the best home inspector in the Minneapolis area, you know, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. but, but you, so you need all that stuff to be right. But then on top of just a bang up website, you need a Facebook page, you need Instagram page, you need a YouTube channel, you need a LinkedIn page. And all of these things work together to help you organic, organically in rankings. So once you start getting so many 
backlinks and sources out there. And you can go to Zillow and create a profile, Active Rain, which is a real estate blog, on and on and on and on. But the more of those you take the time to go into and create a profile, the more legitimate your site looks in the eyes of Google and get, starts getting you closer and closer to that front page. You get on that front page and there's phone calls all alone. And so that is a must. But how I did it, you can't do that. So this was done over a year or two years, getting all this stuff done. But okay. You need to start out with it now. But realtors are the lifeblood of any new inspector. And so what I did, and I've told several people this, people will call me all the time, nice people, man. I guess they research or they see, see my um, sample report on your website or what have you. And so they, you know, they'll call me and they'll be like, man, how did you do it? What did you do? And it was very simple. I had a friend who was a realtor and I was able to get the local real estate association's sales numbers. And he gave me the sheets, you know, in Excel form. And I took the top, 50 realtors and I marketed heavily to them. I went to their office and you know, nowadays they've got gatekeepers, which is your office manager or whatever. It's hard to get to them, mm -hmm. but you need to try and you need to try and you need to try because that eye to eye contact with a realtor and saying, Hey, I know you've probably got your guy. I'm up and coming. You may be worried about me being new. I'm certified. I'm licensed. And I know how to report on defects without scaring that buyer, but also letting those, them know of those defects. I would love to have to have an opportunity to do some inspections for you. So if you can get eye to eye with, with, with your top 50, you're not, you're never going to do it. Get, get 20 of them. Also friend them on Facebook. If they decline it, they decline it. Friends, friend the ones you can invite them to like your Facebook business page, put relevant information on there. Facebook message them if you can't get eye to eye with them. Email them as well. Tied in with all of your professional looking graphics, online graphics. You need a nice signature in your email. It's everything. It's the whole package. If one thing is missing, it's a chink in your armor. So when you come out with this full package of just professional, a professional look, you're going to have some take a chance on you. So, once again, long story, um, I targeted the 50. I probably landed eight to 10 of them. So in landing eight to 10, these were realtors that were doing four, five, six transactions a month at the least. Well, I got eight of them. So I started out the bat with 32 inspections a month. My first year, I did 300 and I can't remember exactly, 360, 365 inspections in my first year. And that's almost unheard of. But once again, it's that starting out looking professional, going and looking them in the eye and asking them for their business. And if you can't do that, stay on them with, marketing or emails or what have you, eventually they'll give you a shot because either their guy may be too booked out or they're just not happy with their guy. Do you remember what you said in some of those like Facebook messages or LinkedIn messages if you couldn't get them face-to-face? -face? Because I imagine the environment now, not a ton of face-to-face. -face. So like what, what does that message look like? Is, is it uh, straight up it's asking been, it, for business or is it? it, it it's dialogue? been so long. It's been so long, but yes, 
simply asking, and, and that goes into sales, you know, anybody that's a salesman, and, and, and not everybody's going to be a salesman, but when you simply ask somebody for the opportunity to, um, to do an inspection for their clients and then give them some accolades about what you do, you know, I write a, a comprehensive report. I use the best software on the market. I um, include lots of color photos. I know to report in a way that, that describes the issue. And this is a biggie with real estate agents, but I don't overstate issues or over-exaggerate issues, nor do I sugarcoat them. It is what it is, but I also know how to not scare them. And that's what agents worry about so much is you're going to scare their buyer and the deal is going to fall apart. So just putting that in, and, and, you know, somebody can create just the, and I could probably go back and find some of those. Um, but just asking for the business, looking professional and then telling them what you can offer that maybe their current inspector isn't doing. You get your foot in the door. Like I said, with, with, um, with a few of some top 50 realtors in a market, you're covered up. You're covered up. This is great advice and there's so much to dig into here. So I thank you for this. I love this. Um, mm -hmm. So any new inspectors or even experienced inspectors, I, I think it's often overlooked the couple grand you need to budget to do things well from the beginning because a common, Absolutely. A common um, sentence I hear from new inspectors is like, oh, I'm just going to get going and then I'll make a little bit of money and then I'll get some business cards and then I'll make a nice website. No. That's a barrier. No. Yeah. That, you're not going to get no. there. <laughs> no. That's why. Yep. You're, you're never going to get that business in the first place. Um, number one, number one is the website. I mean, bar none. It's the website. We are in this millennial generation and they are so tech savvy. So Google is their best friend. They, it, no matter if they hear something, they're going to go into Google and they're going to search it. Um, and when they find your online presence, there is your first impression. First impression used to be 30 years ago, Kevin, me and you walk up, we give a firm handshake. We look, we look each other in the eyes and we shake hands. There's how you gain the first impression of somebody. It's no longer done. That is your first impression now is what they see of you online. Right. And so if they, if they go to whatever online presence you have and it looks chintzy or cheap or confusing or difficult to read or unprofessional, there you're gone. You're gone in five seconds. They will go to your page and hit that X button at the top right hand corner or hit the back button and go to the next inspector. But if you, if they go online and see, somebody just you know oh my gosh look at this site look what jumps out hey this this guy's the best inspector in the area or he strives to provide the best service let me see some of these other highlights he's got bullet pointed here wow this dude's a a aci an ashi certified inspector or he's an internachi certified professional inspector um that's stuff that people love certifications they look that means knowledge that means hey if this guy's done this he's so that's why people throw and inspectors put all these you know certifications and logos on their site because it's almost like instant credibility you've got to have that done in a professional manner and once it is the phone will start ringing the phone will start ringing and then we can we can go into Google reviews in a little bit and down that road, but that, that will get you started.
Yes. And, and for proof of this, every, I want everyone listening, if you're curious what this looks like, go Google Home Inspector Kingsport, Tennessee, or Home Inspector Johnson City, Tennessee. Obviously, Casey's site ranks first. And I'm not even saying this because we built it. Spector didn't even build the site. He had it built separately. But it is beautiful. And I want you to notice the picture of him at the top looking at you. That is that yes. eye contact, right? We talked about eye contact if you can't get it in real yes. life. You yes. just made a connection with me looking at your website. Yes, sir. And now I'm like, you man, are, I, I want to work with you. You're selling yourself. Yeah. Yes, you're selling yourself. That, that is the point of the homepage of your website is you are selling yourself. And, and <clears throat> too many people are worried to brag on themselves, if you will. There is a way to be humble, but yet tell somebody what your intentions are when they hired you as a home inspector. And that's exactly what I've tried to lay out there on that home on that homepage. You know, I strive to provide the best inspection in the Tri-Cities. Did I say I provided the best inspection and bragging? No, because that's subjective and I don't know that for sure. But do I strive to do it every single day? Absolutely. So do not be scared to promote yourself because you are in a sense and essentially selling yourself on that homepage and really above the fold as Kevin knows as the lingo goes what you see right away when you go on that page there better be something there that makes you want to scroll down a little bit completely you have all that you have you check all the boxes and if you want to go straight to the site it's pro h-i-t-n.com so pro hit n.com um yeah great site love it calls to action all that good stuff so all right so you you get these first agents on board you, you know you sell them on yourself you, you got the professional package um you know obviously everyone's nervous during their first couple inspections so you get that first yes. so how are you feeling at that time you're like man i think i'm doing i'm doing some big things here i'm getting some and unbe unbelievably blessed and i mean just amazed um i couldn't and even my wife you know because she had already seen one company start up you know for five years and then we lost it and so i'm telling her i'm going to do this and of course she's a little skeptical now she believes in me you know but she's mm -hmm. a little skeptical and she even said casey this isn't going to take off you know you know this isn't just going to take right off and it did. And so, you know, she was, she was, you know, of course, really happy. Um, but, um, it, uh, it went great and go back to the original question, Kevin, I jumped around a little bit. Basically just where, where you were at mentally and your approach kind of in that first year, yes. was it just like yes. running and gunning saying, I just have to satisfy this demand or was it still yes. head and strategizing like, cool, how do I go yes. to the next level? Yes, 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 yes. And I hope I don't, I'm, I'm trying to really balance between, I do not want to put a rift between inspectors and realtors, but, but I will touch on this in my first year. Um, I'm a very detail oriented guy and, and, and a perfectionist. And so in my reports, even in my first year, they're nothing like they are now, but even in my first year, I was detailed and I was thorough. And back then I probably wrote somewhere around a 50 to 60 page report. And I can remember realtors saying, Oh, this is too long. The length of it alone scares the client. And I had to make a decision then, well, do I shorten it to appease the realtors? And I'm getting great feedback from the clients. 
you know, due to the reports I'm sending out? Or do I just keep doing as I'm doing? So I kept doing as I was doing. Um, I don't know how many inspectors will be honest when they think about this, but it definitely happened to me and I've talked to others that it happened about. And so let's say that uh, in, in that first year, you're going into a house and you find a significant deficiency, you know, maybe a foundation deficiency, maybe, you know, major electrical deficiency, something that's gonna cost some, some pretty good money to rectify. A thought would come into my head as far as, oh my gosh, this realtor is not going to like this. <laughs> and I, gr I finally grabbed myself and I was like, Casey, it doesn't matter. Um, you have a job to do. It's report on the conditions of the home. Don't over-exaggerate it. Don't sugarcoat it. Put what's there and what needs to be done. And so that's when I started. I don't know if you've ever heard of the, the DDID, and that's that's North Carolina, man. Mm -hmm. um, they're awesome as far as how their standards of practice work, as far as how they are to describe a deficiency. And that's you know DDID is is describe, determine, um, implication, and direction. You know describe that's hey where this is at, what it is. Um, the determine is what's the deficiency. Implication is what, what adverse condition is this or could this deficiency allow to happen? And in direction, what do they need to do about it? Does it need to be repaired? Does it need to be replaced? Does it need further evaluation? Once I learned that, that DDID years ago, and I'm in Tennessee, you know, so I researched other states and I was like, man, that's awesome. Then that's how I started writing my reports because I wanted anybody to be able to, any client, it, to be able to open up the report and use layman's terms, not be too technical, but still technical enough that a repairing contractor will come in and understand it. But at the same time, there's, there's so many balancing points in this, in this industry, but you, you, you want to make it to where a contractor knows that you know what you're talking about. But at the same time, the client understands it due to using layman's terms. Um, so once I start, just like how I talked about my sister 15 minutes ago, um, a report I read said open ground noted done nothing else is that a problem is <laughs> what do I need to do I mean so you've got to tell these people that most of these buyers know nothing about a house you need to tell them what's wrong why it's bad and what they should do about it and and use complete sentences with understandable language and once I started doing that that is when, unfortunately, a lot of realtors quit using me, but word of mouth sustained me. Mm. Um, and that, that is the biggest blessing. Um, and, and, and you'll hear a repetitive theme here about, about God, but I have two little girls and a wife. She doesn't work. You know, she's a stay-at-home mom. Um, they rely upon my income we all do for us to be able to live a life. And God said, then you're doing the right thing. Keep doing this and I'll give you all the business that you can take. And so that's when I really, when I saw the realtor start to go by the wayside and there's still several who use me and love the job that I do. Um, and there's a bunch of great realtors out there. But when I saw that starting to transpire, just realtors leaving and leaving and leaving, that is when I really started pushing for Google reviews. And 
that has been on its own just my of course my largest income stream or revenue source or referral source because not not uh over exaggerating 90% of my business now comes from word of mouth google reviews in comparison with 10% being realtor referrals that let's let's pause and sit on that for a second so for those of you that don't know industry numbers i always ask this question and this is a big outlier, but it's not unattainable. So, you know, I think it's like you and Scott Knudsen, like I think are up there in terms of some very high numbers for online. So it's doable, but Casey also has worked at getting reviews. You got 329 five-star Google reviews. So right, this takes right. time, focus and work. But if you yes. don't ever want to be reliant on those agent referrals, this is the route. This is the way to go. So absolutely. Absolutely. And what was your um, initial thoughts and method for doing this? Did you just say, hey, I'm going to just start asking people verbally or send them a link through email? Or? Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, um, who's the guy? Sheenan. Yeah. Great guy. Yep. Right? Yep. Oh, he's made, he's made a great, he's made him a great industry. And, and he's also helped so many inspectors doing what he does by getting these Google reviews. I initiated this, you know, four years ago, I think before blip was around, but I, I wanted to keep it short and sweet. Um, so I would send them a text and an email asking for, you know, and, and I'm trying to think exactly how it's worded and I don't care to share it. It's, it's very short and sweet. And it's like, I did my very best to deliver you. And this is a little key, but to deliver you, a five-star service on your home inspection. Go ahead and throw that five-star out there so it's in their head. So Love I, that. I, yes, Inception. Yes, you Inception. Would, yeah, <laughs> you would, not would you mind leaving me a review. Would you mind leaving me a five-star review as I hope you could tell I was as thorough and detailed as I could be to help you with the purchase of your home. Um, so good. Please, yes, please click here to leave feedback as the majority of my business comes from word of mouth and review online reviews. And then I have a direct link first to Google. And so if you click on this little Google icon, it takes you right to my Google maps listing with five stars already auto populated and they could either hit submit and I just get a five star review with no comments most of them enter in some comments and there you go. And then my second one is Facebook, you know, and I'm like, if you don't have Google, a Facebook review also helps us out and some will click on Facebook. And then lastly, I've got a little thing at the bottom that goes to a Google pages form through Google drive. And it said, if for some reason you were unsatisfied with our service or would love to, or would like to offer any constructive criticism, please click here and then people can kind of click there and you know say whatever nobody's thank god has never left any negative comments in there um but but and so you hit it the nail on the head when you first asked me this question so yes i did the email and the text alone for probably a year or two and i had a pretty good conversion rate i would imagine one out of five you know maybe even one out of four 20 to 25 percent um then I was like, why not just ask them? 
you know, when you're face to face with them when they're at the inspection. So at the end of the inspection, I would go through the summary with them and I'd be like, guys, I, I hope you could tell, you know, man, I went through every nook and cranny that I possibly could. I'll tell you what, you're going to receive an email and a text tomorrow. It's going to ask you how I did. It really helps me. If you wouldn't mind, you know, if you're too busy, if you're not a Google review, if you're not a review person, don't you worry about it. There's no hard feelings. But if you wouldn't mind to leave me a review, it really helps me. Once I started doing that, I mean, it instantly shot up 15 to 20%. All right. Yeah. Yes. It's hard when someone looks you in the eye and is genuine and you know they tried their hardest. I'm always going to leave someone a review that does that to me, you know? And so I think yes. every inspector needs to think of, of incorporating that into their toolkit. Yes. Yes. And, and let them know how important it is to you as well, you know, and that even puts even a little more of a burden, you know, it's like, Oh man. And he talked about how important it was to him. I guess, honey, get on there and leave him a five star review. You yeah. And, <laughs> yes, and I want to tell everybody that like insp you, inspectors need to believe in their heart that this is important to them. Like you can't just that's, say it. You have to really right. realize that your business yes. can be built on reviews. So if you don't think it's important, you need to believe it's important first. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Just amazing tips right there. Um, cool. Yeah, that, that's huge. And I think like just it, I'm blown away that, you know, you've achieved this kind of benchmark and hit these reviews. And, and, and so and another little thing I'd, I'd like to jump into a little bit, and you're supposed to be the question asker here, but I feel like there's so many things I want to kind of jump into and we're running close on time and I'm not going to keep you on here forever, but um, in the industry and when you start talking to multi-inspector firms, which, which is awesome, um, you know, these guys have created these businesses, you will often hear the, the contrast of technician in contrast or in comparison with a business owner or a business person. Um, meaning I consider myself a 50, 50 of both. Um, then you have plain business owners that just so happen to own a home inspection company. Those are usually your guys who are going to be those multi inspectors who, you know, multi inspector firms who got eight employees working for them and do great work. They're, they're, they're very SOP centric, which no, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what's required of us. But to, to attain that level of business, you have to pretty much stay SOP centric, meaning not going above that SOP. Um, and, and there's, there's arguments both ways, staying within the SOP from a liability standpoint, you know, you've heard is always the safe route. Then again, going above the SOP, there's not any examples that I've ever seen where somebody's been sued for going above your technician, which is most of the time a sole proprietor, a single operator will go above that SOP to give that client as much knowledge as they can that they personally know. So if you're going to exceed that SOP, you better dang well know what you're talking about. You better know that subject, whether that's cladding, EFs, you know, this, all this stone veneer that's popping up everywhere. And, and I've got my certifications in both of those. But once you get these additional certifications, then you have the certification and knowledge to exceed that SOP and talk on those. 
you can also charge more money in relation ah, to that. Yes. yes. And so that's, you know, your, your, your ancillary or ancillary services. That is, you know, where I see the future of the industry. I see the industry getting more technical and more detailed. Let's take, let's go back, um, shoot, just 15 to 20 years ago with the guys using carbon paper um, with a checklist and it was two pages and they may have went and got you some Polaroids, you know, may, may, may have done some Polaroid pictures and gave you a pink slip, pink copy with a couple Polaroids and things were checked roof covering satisfactory um uh, plumbing system satisfactory see notations one leak present call plumber i mean it's just so basic look at the reports today look how people are just all this information it's it's twofold in my mind the client wants that information first secondly that's a way to set yourself apart from competitors. The more you can tell a client about their home, you're setting yourself apart from the competition because they can't offer that same level of detail or, or what have you. Love it. And it gives in. Yes. This ties back to the reviews thing because that gives you even more confidence to ask that and say that. Cause I think it's a confidence thing. It's like, if you know, you offered everything above and beyond additional services went above the SOP worked your butt off. It's a lot easier to ask for a review, right? When you know you did everything you could. Abs- so, absolutely. Absolutely. Look in, mirror, look in the mirror and say, you, how hard am I working at this? <laughs> yes. And you actually know that you deserve it, whether that client does or not, you, you know, you deserve it. And so you can ask for it. You know, um, none of us are perfect. All of us are going to miss little stuff. But man, you've told them so much about their house and, and exhausted your knowledge base and yourself going through this home that you feel confident that you've done them the very best job possible and uh, very easy to ask at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yes. yeah, switching gears here, I know you wanted to get into a little bit, um, you know, about the software. You were like, hey, we had, uh, you know, around this time, this is what, July 30th when we're recording this. So, couple weeks ago, we had our, you know, our issues, software issues, server blowups. You're very involved in kind of the user group and the community because you're a Spectora OG, as we call you. So you've been around. All right. So yeah, you're part of the OG initial class. Um, tell me about, yeah, your journey over the last three years and just, yeah, what, just kind of where we're at today. Um, it's, um, it's, you know, and, and I'll let you all in on, on, on a little information here listening, you know, before me and Kevin actually started recording this conversation, I told him that, uh, that I wanted to mention, you know, what Spector has done for me and, and how my experience has been, has been, and not in a brown nosing type, you know, or, or, you know, I'm not kissing any butt here because I'll tell you this right off the bat, if Spector did not deliver for me, um, I'd have been gone. I am too much of a perfectionist to hang around with something that's not working for me or not working for my clients. Um, so over the past three years, I personally, and I do inspections every day, Monday through Friday, I cannot think of Spectora being down two or three times over three years. Now there's going to be people that's going to come on here and be like, he's crazy. I've been on there and it's down. 
for five minutes or so, possibly. Um, take take Xfinity Internet. Take take any of this. Does your internet not go down? Um, hey, when when uh, God bless them, a car crash happens and hits a light pole. Do you not lose your electricity for a couple hours? Um, lightning storm, a snowstorm, you lose your electricity. Um, things happen. Um, what I've been let me don't go there yet. Let me let me go with the software. The software has allowed me to deliver an amazing end product to my clients. That is my number one goal, and they meet it. It is easy to read and to discern. The reason being, of course, are that I use three tiers. I don't do the um, grid. I do a narrative style report. And then all of my deficiencies, I do three tiers of deficiencies. I am one of the significant deficiencies, marginal deficiencies, and minor FYI kind of grouped together there in the last red, orange, and blue. So I tell all my clients, Hey, I do want you to read through this entire report. I do want you to read the informational comments. But what I want you to do first is to scroll through there, and I want you to read the red, orange, and blue items, and really the red and orange. And I want you to concentrate on that. For anybody who's not seen Spectora, you know, a sample report, most of you guys probably have. Most everybody listening is a Spectora user or is thinking about being a Spectora user. But I want you to go to that report and start scrolling down. Look how these red items, these orange items, and these blue items jump out at you at the bottom of each section, grounds, exterior, uh, roof, kitchen, electrical, what have you. There, you can click on the picture, bring it up full screen. Um, the repair request builder uh, is such an ease for the agents. There is brownie points with your agents all day long. They don't have to try to take screenshots. They don't have to try to copy and paste. It's, it's, it's right there for them. And, and, and there's actually a video that Spectora has available that shows an agent or a client how to use the repair request builder. I put that in my email template at the bottom mm -hmm. when the email, when, when the report is sent out. So when they get the report, it says, Hey, here's your report. Thank you for your, your business. Please watch this three minute video to learn of both how to read the report and use the repair request builder. Um, so it's right there for them. Agents love that. It's, um, it has allowed, so I've been in this six years. I did good for my first three years. There is nothing lack like, my last three years. Um, I am constantly complimented on the thoroughness and the detail, of course, but the layout. And the layout is only credited to Spectora. They have designed this easy to read report. It is not butt kissing. If anybody is on the fence, I'm going to tell you it is the only way to go. And so prior to using Spectora, like I mentioned an hour ago, as with HIP, as with HG, and as with Spectacular, I'm not going to bash any of them. I like Dom with well, I've met Dom with uh with with HIP. I've met Russell with uh with with HomeGage. Um, they are, and I don't want to say antiquated programs because they're trying to stay on the cutting edge and they're trying to bring new features and what have you. They don't have the product that Spectora does. So by purchasing, and I hear this argument all the time, well, I purchase a license, so I pay a one-time fee. I did the same thing. I purchased a license with HIP. I can't remember what it was back then, maybe 600 bucks, and you think 600 and done. 
Well, that's that's all you get is a report writing software that, in my opinion, does not equal to the ease of read with Spectora. So where I saved money, I actually am paid to use Spectora in this regard. Kevin don't pay me. He's like, whoa, 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 we are? No, 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 no. It's because of ISN. I used ISM to do all of my automated emails, my payment integration, my contract signing, all of this. So I used to do, you know, back in my heyday, and I've been in this six years listening to me talking like a, like yeah, yeah, a old guy. Yeah, <laughs> yes. But, but I used to do 35 to 40, you know, a month. Um, so I paid them, I can't remember, 140 to 160 bucks a month just for emails and payment integration. That's it. So when I came over to Spectora, I was like, they are actually paying me <laughs> 60 bucks a month to use their software because I could cancel ISN because they have all of the capabilities of ISN. Now, some people are going to jump and they're going to say, well, the metrics aren't as deep or we can't tweak our emails as much. That is in your basic package that is included at that. Is it 99 a month now, Kevin? Yeah. Or is it more? Yeah. 99. 99 a month. You get all of that for 99 a month. You, then you get all the email capability I need. I don't use advanced. I, as a single operator, I get everything I need in their standard package. But for you multi-inspector firms, they've got the advanced. There's your metrics. There's your customizable emails based in relation to radon drop-offs and ancillary services and much, much, much more that you can research on your own that I don't even know about because I don't need it. But it's um, anybody on the fence. I'm telling you, I've been around too long. I've, I've been with too many softwares. There is nothing comparable or I would be there and it, 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 it would have to be better. There's nothing even comparable. There's absolutely nothing better. Or I would say, Kevin, I love you friend, but I'm, uh, <laughs> I've, I've got to jump ship and, and it's not going to happen. These guys work too hard to make this. So what I, the gist of this long story, take with a grain of salt, what you see on the Facebook Spectora user group in this life. And all of us know this, there are a certain percentage of people that are negative by nature and are very difficult to please. We work for those clients every day, guys. <laughs> and, yep. You know, not, not every day, but, but very often. And, and so you're not going to please everybody. Look at the people that come to their defense and say, I've not had any problems. It's perfect for me. And, and, and it's perfect for me as well. Um, so I, I do, I don't want anybody getting on there and seeing anything negative and thinking, Oh, well this software has problems. There are no problems. I don't want, I don't want 30 seconds of fumbling around during my inspection. I am a clean machine as far as I want to go and seamlessly do my inspection, everything work as it should on the app. And I actually, you can finish on site, but I actually get mine home, proofread it, throw in some thermal images and send it out within 15 minutes. Happens for me every time flawlessly. And I just don't want you to think reading that there's problems because there's not. And multiple, multiple people will tell you there's not. Man, thank you so much. I'm humbled. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it, well, it, you more of a, like a, a cultural societal problem with social media kind of a, uh, amplifying the negative um, in everything. You see it in politics, you see it in the software everywhere. And so 
I love that yes. you called that out and I appreciate that. Um, in Sorry. case you're not paid to say all this, we, uh, we've just gone, we, we go a ways back and he's been through the highs and the lows. And I think, uh, you know, we, we're on your guys' team, you know, that's how we look at it is like, I, when I think about features and things and updates, it's like, okay, how can we make Casey look so great? <laughs> you know what I mean? How do we make you look like the superstar to these agents to where they're like, yeah, I'm not using anyone else in town. Like Casey. Right. Have you, right. have realtors given much feedback on the repair request builder? We oh, they love it. Love it. Absolutely numbers love it. of how many people use it, but I, I'm always curious what they think. Yes. And I, I've had so many that have missed it in yeah. that top right hand corner, you know, and I'm like, guys, click on report tools. You go down to your last option, repair request builder. And what that's going to do is it's going to put a, the option of a check mark by every deficiency in that report. Go through there hit those check boxes on the things you want to negotiate on or, or ask for credit on or have repaired or what have you. You can even enter in your own comments or your own feelings about it and what credit you would like requested, which will total out at the end. It is amazing. And then once they hear about it, they're like, Oh my gosh. And like I said, it's in every email, but you know, most people are like, there's a report. Click on it. Click on it. That's the first thing they're looking for. They don't scroll down and see that video that tells them how to use the repair request builder. But once they learn of it, oh, they, they love it. It simplifies their job and they will actually use it as an addendum to their state form, which, you know, lists out the, uh, the, uh, the repairs or negotiations or what have you. I wonder, I'm just brainstorming now if we could, um, detect if it's like the first or third, second or third time an agent's used you and then give them a little uh, like highlight the top right of the report just for the agent. To that was in my freaking mind. If you could not, <laughs> as soon as somebody opened this report that just a little bubble with a pointer came up and said, did you know about our repair request builder and, and have an arrow over there to report tools and then somebody's going to click on it and they're going to be like, Oh, look at this. And it's just that alone because it's kind of, it's not hidden by no means, but they, and, and I tell them how to get to it. But once again, people are, I want to see the report. So they open the email, click on the link done. Um, if something, a bubble popped up when they did that, if that's even possible in the HTML version. Um, oh my gosh. I mean, they're going to be like repair request builder. Wait, what's this? And it, it, that's going to open so many other eyes to it, you know? I'll tell you, it is possible, and I'm actually a feature request coming from the podcast. Imagine that. I love All it. All right. All I'm right. Going to, All right. I'm going to type this up because, yeah, it's totally doable. And uh, mm -hmm. cool. I'm, I'm going to write this up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you care if we touch on my template for just a second or not? I want this. Is, I have this as a note for myself to talk about how you might be one of the most popular Spector inspectors in the country because. Your sample, you, you were kind enough to share your sample report from the beginning in our template center. And no, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about, well, one, I actually want to dig into your helpfulness nature, like where that comes from. Okay. It's so helpful okay. to with your time. Um, and, uh, very, very, go ahead. Go, go, yeah, go, go. But basically, everyone should know that Casey has, has given countless hours and given himself to helping new inspectors that contact him. Yes. shares his sample report um, or shares or sells there's different you know with templates and sales templates. yes yes um, yes because you've put so much time into it and it's so valuable exactly one thank you exactly. for being just a leader in that in the community I think like you're a lot of people look up to you and so that's props to you for that thank you but yeah tell us a little about just where that helpfulness comes from it's very simple two words and it's and it's 
it's it's how I live my life. It is the golden rule. Yeah. The golden rule. If you will live that way, um, you can say pay and get forward. You can, you know, wh- whatever terminology you want to use, but um, treat others of how you yourself would want to be treated. Um, so, you know, I've had so many call me just from my area, just from competitor, future competitors. Casey, how did you do this? Um, how do I get started? Um, how do you get licensed in the state? Who do you use for insurance? Um, sending, you know, and so I help them with all of that because there's enough work out here for all of us in, you know, talking about my local area, let them come, you know, there's enough work. I'm not going anywhere. They're not going to dip into my business. I'll help them, you know, like I wish I would have been helped. I never asked for help, but I'll, you know, if, if I did, I would love to have called somebody and they've been like, Hey, here's what you need to do. And what have you. So I, I, I like helping people. I like, now my competitors, little different story, but no, I do help them up to a point. I won't share my template with them. But let's get out of my metro area and go across the country. And it's, um, it's, it's been amazing. I mean, I've literally had probably well over, well over 100, 200 phone calls, you know, of guys that either see my sample report on your website or just are researching and Googling and somehow stumble across my website and they want to know how I've done it, you know, and I love helping them um, because I want to see them succeed, especially when I start to hear their stories. Um, Hey, I, you know, I was a firefighter for 15 years and I'm just looking for a change of pace. And I've got a, a little boy that was three, you know, born three years ago or whatever. And I'm like, I mean, I can relate to that dude so much and why not give him as much as I can, the information that I've learned to give him a step up. So I've told everybody that's ever called me about hit those 50 top agents, you know, push for Google reviews, be as professional as you can get your marketing right. I've, you know, I've done that with everyone um, because man, it's, it's what you should do. And I like seeing them like seeing them succeed. And there's been so many, you know, that have called me. And so eventually I don't, I really don't even know. And I think it may have been Mel Edwards Um, and Mel's gosh, he's an awesome dude himself. And I think he may have been the first one that contacted me and said, I would like to buy your template. And I was kind of taken off by it, you know, and, um, and I said, okay, I said, uh, you know, I've never done this before. You know, I know you can share it, you know, in the template, you know, by clicking on the templates tab and going to share template. I said, man, how does, uh, how does $200 sound? And he said, Nope, I'm giving you $500. And I said, Mel, Nope. I said, and who, and who does that? So that yeah. speaks of Mel's, that speaks of Mel's character right away. Guy. And I was like, yeah, I was like, no way, Mel, no way. And I think I went 300 and he went 450 or something. And we finally settled in on 415 bucks. And I was <laughs> like, bargaining. Yeah. So, so, you know, I sold it to him um, for 415 bucks and he put something on Spectora a couple years ago and it has just blown up. So I, as of today, I believe I have sold it 
80 times at, at $415. And the reason it's $415 is because I send a link through PayPal. And, and I'm like, here's how I look at it. It is worth the cost of an average inspection for you. So I look at an average inspection of 400 bucks, you know, and, and PayPal fees are like 1375. I think I get like 40175 or whatever it is, you know, every time I sell it, but it is, and I don't know if you've, if you even have the capability, you probably do. I don't know if you've ever looked at my template or looked at my reports. I used to think it had like 2,500 narratives. Well, come to find out it has 4,500. Somebody put it in Excel and said, you've got 4,500 narratives. And so that overwhelms people alone, um, you know, but where I comfort them is it is so well organized and it falls into sections and into groups to where, you know, eventually you will learn it like the back of your hand. And so when people initially buy it, I'm like, hey, um, utilize global search, um, you know, and type in what you're looking at, water heater, vent pipe, you know, water heater flu, um, uh, service panel deficiency or whatever. And it's going to pull up all comments in relation to that and go down through there. So where this saves so much time, let's go back to the beginning of me. Um, I did two inspections a day. I was home by four o'clock and, and everybody understands that in the first year, it takes you oh, four hours. It seems like an inspection because you're so worried about missing something. You go through the house and through that house, but I would come home. I'd take my shower, eat some dinner, um, start on reports at six o'clock or so, five 30. I would write reports until midnight. I promise you there have been times where I've wrote reports to one or two o'clock in the morning. And that is because you need to search for, is this a truly, a, a truly a deficiency? Um, what standards back up this deficiency? So I've done all of that legwork. If it is in my template, it's wrong. Um, and there can never be a contractor or an electrician or a plumber, HVAC tech come behind you and say, you don't know what you're talking about because it is all based on IRC, Inter Inter international residential code, national electric code, universal plumbing, plumbing code without ever referencing code because we are not code inspectors, but to truly do our job, you better be based on code. Um, don't reference it. But that is the ultimate source. So, so a lot of inspectors go in, they're looking for two things, significant defects and safety hazards. Um, what has made me successful, what has made me successful is going well beyond that, letting them know of everything that is wrong and its implications, which allows that client to negotiate even a better price on that house compared to the inspector that only comes in and talks about significant de defects defined as not functional or a safety hazard or a plain old safety hazard. So they may tell you 10 or 12 things. I may tell you 40 things. I'm going to put that in the context of all this other stuff can be fixed and probably relatively easily, but there are, here's an additional 28 things that are wrong. Can that help you get a better price on that house? It should, it may. It may. So that's, that's how I've done my business. And that's how my template is written is to just incorporate every single defect I've came across in six years that is well-written and can be backed up. Love it. Love it. Get in touch mm -hmm. with, 
I, I can vouch for it. I've seen the template. I've seen inspectors that have bought it and used it. If it saves you X amount of hours, you've now made money on that transaction. If you're a new inspector, don't, That's right. don't sleep on how long it'll take to develop a template like this. Yes. And, and a lot of these free ones will, man, will get you a great start. And, and that is so awesome of them. So they, they, I don't want to be seen as this greedy guy who charges 415 bucks for his template because that's not it. Um, there are so many guys, man, they're awesome and have shared with you their templates and they're good. But you are going to have to do some legwork when you get home if you do the type of inspection that I do as far as going into the detail and the thoroughness and what have you. Um, so it saves you time. Time is money. And that's why I charge for it. I wish I could give it away. And who knows? Nobody hold their breath for this. One day I may, <laughs> but <laughs> it's it, it, it probably not likely. I, I work on it every day. It is my baby. I take a lot of pride in it and uh, just try to continually improve it every day. Right on. Yeah. It's yes, sir. It's great. And I know the community appreciates you. We appreciate you. Um, that's a great spot to, to leave it off at. I know we both have yes, a here in a minute. Anything that we missed that we, that you wanted to cover or, or shout out or <sighs> go through, like what, what's interesting to you nowadays? You know, we can use the last couple of minutes talking about what, what lights Casey's fire nowadays. Business wise, I can't say I am very much into the business and where it's going. Um, you know, like I said, technology is just going to continue to, to, um, increase the product we deliver to the client. Um, so that, big time into that. I think smart home technology, we will, I mean, that's just going to become more and more prevalent in the homes that we inspect. And yes. eventually they are going to want these things they're going either want to know how they're operated or, or that they're functional or what have you right now they're low voltage systems which are excluded by any sop but um there will be a market for this i mean it's the internet of things and all of this stuff is just blowing up and it's exponential um you know just 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 how fast it's taking off so I, I, i'm trying to get into that i love tech so i'm trying to get into that because i know that will become a part of the industry and and, and, you know, what lights my fire is just, um, man, my family business, my family, my, my two sweet daughters, watching them grow. Um, we just recently got us an awesome telescope um, that uh, it's called a Schmidt Cassegrain. But um, so apparently you can see the rings of Saturn. You can see oh. the red spot on Jupiter. And yeah, man. So, and we've got, my wife is actually a Central State Home Mom. And she is, but she does some photography on the side. So we we bought an adapter to where you take her awesome, you know, high level camera and can put it onto the back of this telescope and take freaking pictures of Saturn and stuff. So I cannot wait to do this. We're waiting on the perfect conditions and hopefully this weekend we get cleared out enough to, uh, to do that. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a gun nut. Um, so yeah. I've been into guns a little bit, but, um, nice. man, just, uh, it, it, I'll leave it 
on this, I guess, and everybody's different. I see these guys, you talking about how many inspections I do. Kevin, you see it. There are single man operators out there that do 50, 60 inspections a month. Um, blows my mind. It's awesome money. Um, I always, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, on your deathbed, and that's an old saying, but on your deathbed, are you ever going to look back and be like, man, you know what? I wish I'd have killed it more, worked more when I was in my thirties, forties, fifties and money, dude, you can't be buried with it. Now get you, get you some money back, emergency fund and, and, and put you some money back, but enjoy life. Enjoy all these little things because they only roll around once your, your, your children roll, you know, your children growing up, um, your own in your 30s and your 40s this only comes once enjoy this money that you're making and that's why like i said you just do two inspections a day man i'm pretty much i've raised my prices this is a good little tidbit this is we're gonna quit we're gonna quit i told you i ramble um what it is when you truly know you've made it in this industry is when people don't ask how much the inspection is Ooh. And that is what I have done is raised my prices and raised my prices and raised my prices and raised my prices until I'm no longer busy and it hasn't happened yet. And I continue <laughs> to raise them. Yes. So that's, you know, that, but that is the ultimate in my eyes, you know, you know, you've made it when they no longer ask you how much it costs and they want, they want you. Yeah, man. And so, um, when, when you, if you never want to be multi-inspection, raise your price and raise your price and raise your price till you're not turning any more work down. And I, I, I turned down five, six, seven a week still today. So I'm going to keep raising that price until somebody says, oh, no way. You know, and you're going to get those. But until it starts to impact your schedule, impact what you can do today. Economics. Simple economics. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a smart man right there. Uh, yes, well, this has been just as fun as I thought it would be. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I know you got a, a Peloton, Peloton, Peloton comment <laughs> that you got to look forward yes. to or go get. Yes. Uh, yes. So I want to hear how that goes. I want to hear how. Uh, absolutely and and you said you were on the fence. I uh I think after I get on this thing and get the um get the calves of steel i'll send you all i'm gonna do is send you a photo of my calf that's all i want to see months. is your calf and, and, <laughs> and i think i think you're gonna be uh you're gonna be having a delivery coming soon but they're supposed to be awesome man i can't i can't wait to get on this thing right on yeah <laughs> that's cool um <laughs> casey you're the man you're you're one of our faves the team talks about you all the time um so keep keep doing what you're doing man you're great for the industry i hope business keeps exploding for you let us know if there's any way we can help um, but yeah thank thank you guys very much and man it was it was all my pleasure it was uh, it was an, an honor to do this right on well hey we'll talk very soon we'll, we'll stay in touch we always do um and yeah take care you as well friend bye-bye kevin <laughs>